Hey, y'all. Today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be what? Glad in it. Comment down below if you finish that scripture with me. So my name is Shantavia, but you can call me Shay, and I am your host of Obedience Podcast. Here at Obedience Podcast, our mission is to simply obey. Obey is an acronym that serves to O, obeying God, B, believing in God's word, E, evolving your kingdom walk, and Y, yielding to the Holy Spirit. So if you think you'll be interested in our content, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button down below. And if you're listening on any of our podcasts or platforms, please be sure to hit that follow button so you all are notified every single time we upload. But for all of our returning subscribers, Subscribers and listeners, welcome back, and let's go ahead and jump into this episode. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 13 of Obedience Podcast. It's such an honor to have you here because you could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to be here with me, and that is such an honor. So before I get deep into this episode, I do have to invite my co-host, Holy Spirit, so let's take a moment and bow our heads in prayer. Father God, I want to thank you for allowing me to get on this platform another week. I want to thank you for the word that you have presented. I want to thank you for the growth in the viewers who are going to hear this episode. And I pray that it just touches the exact person who you intended for it to touch. I thank you, Lord, for showing me any characteristics that I may have where I'm not being a peacemaker. And I pray that through this episode, people learn how to be peacemakers and they learn how to live in harmony. I pray, Lord, that as I film this episode, that the power stays on and there are no technical difficulties. And I pray for more of you and less of me through this episode. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, as you guys probably heard in my prayer, I did pray that the power doesn't go out. As I am filming this, it is currently storming outside, but I don't want to hold this up any longer. I'm already recording on a Monday evening instead of my normal Saturday morning. But we're going we're gonna to get through this, okay? I am believing by God that the power is going to stay up and everything is going to go copacetic and everything is going to go fine, okay? And so with that being said, if you're watching on video, I am like, it's a different lighting than I normally have because there's not natural lighting. I usually have the natural light thing going on, but you guys, but I'm pretty sure that you guys understand. So with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the high low portion of the episode. So this portion of the episode is used to big up God in any way to shout out any high moments that you have had for this week and also any low areas that you may need prayer in. We are always accepting your submissions for high or low moments. So if you do have some, you can definitely submit those to us. We are always accepting submissions. You can send those submissions to our social media platforms or directly to our email address, obediencepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can simply click the Google form links below and simply type your high or low moments and we will share your moments on the podcast if they are shareable. If you guys want to keep those private, just let us know. We'll just pray for you in private, okay? We are always accepting applications. Not applications. We're always accepting submissions. <laughs> so with that being said, I am actually going to use this portion of the episode to introduce you guys to something that is very, very major and I'm so excited about. So, if you guys have been watching season five, you may have noticed that there hasn't been a guest on the podcast at all. 
Actually, my mother was the first guest of season five, and that was intentional, okay? I chose to, like, stray away from interviewing until I got it exactly how Holy Spirit wanted me to do it, and he finally delivered a setup intentionality behind it and also it's going to allow great balance in my schedule so with that being said obedience podcast is once again accepting interviewees okay the interview segments of the podcast are going to be called testimony tuesdays so you guys know i put the episodes out on tuesdays anyway so when I do an interview, it's just going to be specifically related to people sharing their testimonies or word that God has given them, okay? So I'm excited for it. And so anyone who wants to submit a testimony that God has told them, definitely check the Google Form link out below. So in that Google Forms link, it just asks for your name, a little thesis statement of what your testimony is. I don't want the full testimony. I want to save the testimony for the show, but I want to kind of get an idea of what it is, um, especially to help me figure out where I want to place your interview, your social media links, and then also like anything else you want to do. Like Sometimes you may not have a testimony per se. Sometimes you just have a word from God or it's like a product that you want to shout out or a business venture that you want to shout out. Anything can be a part of Testimony Tuesday. I mean, if you do have a business venture or a new product, that's a testimony in itself, okay? Because God has allowed you to have such amazing product or has given you the idea and you have stayed consistent and produced that idea. So that's a testimony in itself, okay? So... Just use that Google links down below just to give us some information. And then once you submit it, my team will review it. And then we will reach out to you to actually schedule the interview. The interviews will not be live. They will be pre-recorded. So you guys can take away that, that little fear of having a live interview. Okay. So I'm looking forward to interviewing you guys. Definitely check it out. I Please click it. Okay. I want to interview people. Holy Spirit has given me the go ahead. And so I am excited to add that element to the podcast. Cannot wait. I know when I did interviews in season four, they were absolutely amazing, y'all. Definitely go and check out the interviews from season four, okay? I think those are some of the best episodes from season four. But if you like been one of those guests in season four, you want to come back? Come on back, girl. Come on back. Come on back. I welcome you. And I welcome all interview guests. You could be a male, you could be a female, you could be a teenager, whoever you are. Just click the link in the show notes below to be featured on Obedience Podcast, okay? So I'm so excited that I'm finally been able to get that out. That was one of my goals for quarter two and pat on my back. I accomplished it. Look at me accomplishing goals. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> but yeah, y'all definitely cook those links if you want to be featured on the show, just to let you know. I'm going to start trying to interview as soon as possible. So in the month of June, I'm looking to interview somebody so we can get some episodes out in July. If you guys do not know, I am going to Jamaica for my 30th birthday. Yay. More information on that a little bit later. And I don't want to leave you guys hanging while I'm on vacation. So I definitely want some of those episodes to be pre-recorded interviews. You, you get what I'm saying? And like I said, we're going to work around your schedule and my schedule to determine when we're going to pre-record. So don't be afraid, y'all. If Holy Spirit is telling you to tap on that link, go ahead and tap on that link, brother or sister. Okay, okay.
Okay. But with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and move on to my high and low because I do have high and lows that I do want to share. So the first high that I want to share is this past Sunday was my mom's birthday. So y'all give her some birthday shout outs, especially if you're watching the premiere because she watches every premiere. So she will see those happy birthdays. We had a great time. We did a fiesta theme. Child, I am tired. My back hurts. I need to start stretching, okay? So that is an amazing high. I praise God that he has blessed me with my mom and that she is still around. So I'm very thankful. And then um, my next high said I'm back. I wanted to address the elephant in the room because I know it's one. So last week I did miss, and I explained in the community post uh, the reason why I was missing it because guess what, y'all? It was, it was, it was, it was a lot going on. So these last two weeks have been jam-packed. So last weekend was my little cousin's baby shower. And so I was co-host of that. So there was a lot of things I had to do with that. And then the next day after that was Milan's recital, which I was in charge of. So we had a lot going on, okay? We had a lot going on. And I did not have time to film. And I did not just want to throw something out there for you guys. I believe in having spirit-led, excellent quality content. If there's one thing I want y'all to know, I will not force a word from God. If he does not give me the word and the timing that I need it, then you guys just want to get an episode. <laughs> and I pray that y'all understand that I, I just don't want to always force stuff. So I thank you guys for giving me grace. But I'm back like I never left, okay? And God definitely definitely made it worth the wait because I cannot wait to get into the topic for today's episode. But before we can even get into that, I do have to share my low moment as well. So the low, I don't know if you guys can hear it, preferably you can't, but I had an asthma attack. Uh, what was it? Saturday evening leading into Sunday. It was, it was bad. I mean, it wasn't horrible, but I hadn't had one in years and really threw me off guard. So what happened was my uncle cleaned my mom's bathroom and he uses a lot of chemicals whenever he's cleaning and chemicals do not agree with me. And currently right now, I cannot smell because of being sick a couple weeks ago. So I haven't been able to get my sense of smell back. So I wasn't really aware of how strong it was in the bathroom until... I came out of the bathroom and I was just sitting there and my head started to hurt and then I started having breathing issues. So I'm still trying to recover from that. So there may be a little wheezing that you hear. I hope not because I did do a little inhaler. I didn't want to do a breathing treatment or a nebulizer. Some of you may know it because I would have been up here out of breath. But I am determined, rain or shine, sickness or health. You guys are getting this episode today, okay? It is just the enemy trying to prevent y'all from getting this episode, but y'all are going to get this episode. So just pray for me in that area that uh, it gets a little better and doesn't get worse. I think I'm, I have it under control, but I'm praying that everything gets better. But that's all the high and low moments that I have for this segment of the episode. If you guys do want to submit any high lows, remember, I'm always accepting them. I haven't gotten any in a bit, so I'm looking at y'all funny. Y'all send them the high lows. I know God been blessing y'all, and I know y'all got errors that y'all need prayer. Okay. Okay. So do so. All the information is down below in the show notes below. But with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the biblical portion of the episode. Welcome to part nine of the Ascend series. In this Ascend series, we are on the journey of pursuing a closer dwelling 
with God by studying the Songs of Ascent. If you missed the introduction episode titled, Sis, Are We There Yet? I explain in detail how we got to this series, how these Psalms are going to help us pursue a closer dwelling with God. So I do highly encourage you to check out that episode. It will be in the show notes below. During this journey, we have already studied a number of the Psalms of Ascent. So I'm going to go through a recap for you all before we get into what we're going to go over within this part. So in part one, we studied Psalm 126, where we ascended and finding restoration in God. And then in part two, we studied Psalm 130, where we ascended and finding redemption in God. And in the third part, we studied Psalm 125, where we ascended and trusting God. And then in the fourth part, we studied Psalm 127, where we ascended and building with God. And then in the fifth part, we studied Psalm 123, where we ascended and finding favor in God. And then in the sixth part, we studied Psalms 121, 124, and 129, where we ascended in knowing that God will protect you. And then in the seventh part, we studied Psalm 131, where we ascended in recognizing when we are being prideful. And then in the eighth part, we studied Psalm 128, where we ascended in understanding the importance of aligning yourself with God's kingdom agenda. And in today's episode, part nine, we will be studying Psalms 120 and 133, where we will be ascending and living in harmony with those around us. Yes, (laughs) that's a big topic, right? So I'm going to read both Psalms in full, and then we'll get into the study. This is an amazing word. So definitely get your notepads and turn your ears to God's tune, okay? So I'm going to read Psalm 121st, and then I'll go into Psalm 133. So in the CSB translation, Psalm 120 is titled, A Cry for Truth and Peace, and it reads, In my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me, Lord, rescue me from lying lips and a deceitful tongue. What will he give you, and what will he do to you, you deceitful tongue? A warrior's sharp arrows with burning charcoal. What misery that I have stayed in Meshach, that I have lived among the tents of Kadar. I have dwelt too long with those who hate peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. Now skipping over to Psalm 133, it's titled in the CSB translation, Living in Harmony. How delightfully good when brothers live together in harmony. It is like fine oil on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard. Onto his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon falling on the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord has appointed the blessing, life forevermore. So, while we are going over two separate Psalms today, both of the Psalms have a relating theme, which is living in harmony. Psalm 120 provides us with the setting of someone yearning for harmony. If we look at verse 2 of Psalm 120, it says, Lord, rescue me from lying lips and a deceitful tongue. And then verses 6 to 7 of Psalm 120 says, I have dwelt too long with those who hate peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. And then Psalm 123 provides us with the setting of what it actually looks like to live in harmony. If we look at verse 1 of Psalm 133, it reads, How delightfully good when brothers live together in harmony. Then the rest of Psalm 133 goes on to describe amazing analogies based off the goodness of living together in harmony. For example, if we look at verse 2 of Psalm 133, it says, It is like fine oil on the head running down on the beard. 
So while these psalms are in two completely different settings, both discuss harmony. So Psalm 120 speaks from a place of yearning for harmony, and then Psalm 130 speaks of actually living in harmony. So I thought these two psalms would go perfect with today's teaching. So in today's episode, we're going to discuss what it looks like to be out of harmony. And then we're going to also discuss how you can achieve harmony if you're out of that harmony. And we're going to do that through studying the biblical story of David, Abigail, and Nabal. Have y'all ever heard of that story? It's from one of my most visited books of the Bible, 1 Samuel, and it's the perfect example to go along with this episode discussing living in harmony. So in this episode, there are two goals that I pray to provide. The first goal being to provide guidance of how to deal with situations that will throw you or others off from living in harmony. And the second goal is for you to examine yourself to see if you may be the person causing strife and throwing you slash others out of living in harmony. So as we go through the story of David, Abigail, and Nabal, I want you to ask yourself, which character would you most reflect in their story? And I want you to be honest because it's not going to benefit yourself if you lie. Be honest with yourself so you can really grow, so you can take the lessons from this episode and apply them to your life and grow in your kingdom walk. So with all of that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the study and you guys can turn to 1 Samuel chapter 25. So this story has three main characters. First, you have David, who's currently in the wilderness on the run from Saul, the king at the time, who has gone completely mad. And then you have Nabal, who is a very rich businessman. Lastly, you have his wife, Abigail. Now, I mentioned that Nabal was a very rich businessman, but scripture also tells us that he's very harsh and evil in his dealings. This fact is very important later on in the story, so I definitely want you guys to put a pen in that fact and remember it, okay? Now, Abigail, Nabal's wife in scripture, she is described as being very intelligent and beautiful. So scripture has her on the greater side of things. <laughs> so remember, I said that David was in the wilderness on the run from King Saul. So while in the wilderness, he heard that Nabal was shearing sheep. So David sent 10 young men from his group and told them to greet Nabal and say the following. Long life to you and peace to you, peace to your family and peace to all that is yours. I hear that you are shearing. When your shepherds were with us, we did not harass them, and nothing of theirs was missing the whole time they were in Carmel. Ask your young men, and they will tell you, so let my young men find favor with you, for we have come on a feast day. Please give whatever you have on hand to your servants and to your son, David. So in this passage of scripture that can be found in 1 Samuel chapter 25, verses 6 through 8, if you're reading along, we see David came at Nabal with nothing but peace. The word peace is repeated three times by David throughout those scriptures. And after coming in such peace, David also explains how peaceful and kind he was to Nabal's shepherds while they were with David. Going back to the scripture in verse 7, it says, when your shepherds were with us, we did not harass them and nothing of theirs was missing the whole time. David and his people took very good care of Nabal's men. 
So with all of that being said, Nabal should have had more than enough reason to come in peace with David and also to have kindness towards David. Now, with that being said, I want to stop the story right there and I want to ask the first question of the episode. When you approach someone, are you approaching said person in peace? Or are you approaching with the energy that's completely opposite of peaceful? Ask yourself that. Are you the David in the story? Approaching people with peace can make a huge difference on how that person receives you. Scripture tells us that we can approach people with any issues that we have. If they did us wrong, if we want to correct them, Scripture tells us that we can approach them. So from the mouth of Jesus, in Luke chapter 17, verse 3, it says, If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. But when you approach people, especially if you're going to rebuke them, we must approach that person in peace and love. It makes a huge difference. Then if we look at the B portion of Luke 17 and 3, it says, And if they repent, forgive them. Many times when people approach others with conflicts or an issue, the end solution is never really to resolve that conflict. It's more so based off of, I want you to hear what I got to say so I can feel better about that situation so I can get it off my chest. But it's never really to deal with, okay, we're going to figure out how we can live on one accord and I'm going to figure out how I can forgive this person. Most of the time, that's not how people approach people when it comes to conflict. Most of the time, the main goal is to, like I said, confront that person and tell them I'm not the one or the two. Most of the time, that's what it is. (laughs) But like I said, that should not be the goal. The goal should be, okay, how can we live together in harmony? How can we make this work? How can we agree to disagree if we have to? And let's say that you find yourself on the other side of the situation being the person someone is approaching because that's the whole thing too. If someone comes to you in peace, you must match their energy in peace. I've been the person where someone approached me in peace and I did not match that peaceful energy. Like I know it's difficult, but it's possible because on another side of things, I've been the person in the situation where someone approached me in peace and I gave them the same energy back. It's totally possible. I've been on both ends of the spectrum and I can honestly say the one where I matched a peaceful person energy, it turned out so much better for that situation. So whenever you have an instance where you have to approach somebody, whether it be in conflict or whether it be asking for something or a donation or something, always approach said person in peace. Because it's going to be so much more beneficial to the greater outcome of how you want things. Just think about it. If you if you have somebody coming to you asking for something, you don't want them to come to you in an attitude. Like, how are you going to ask me for something and you come in with an attitude? Like, no. David had the most pristine example of how to approach someone when you're asking for something or if you're trying to resolve some type of conflict. Definitely go based off what David is showing us. And this wasn't the only example of David just remaining peaceful in situations because right before David even decided to ask Nabal for some food, he had just spared Saul's life in a cave. Saul came up to relieve himself in a cave that David was hiding in and he was definitely off guard. David could have definitely like did the one and two to Saul and like ended the whole beef, but he showed him kindness. He showed him peace and he showed him grace. I also 
cannot leave out the fact that sometimes people will approach you and they're not in peace at all. <laughs> they're the complete opposite of peace. Now, if a person comes to you the complete opposite of peace, don't match their energy. I repeat, do not match their energy. Always present to them in peace. Even if they're being crazy, present to them in peace. And I know, y'all, it is easier said than done, but it's possible. It is absolutely possible. If you find yourself in a situation where someone is approaching you with crazy energy, recite Colossians 3 and 15 over and over again in your head. Put this scripture to memory, okay? It says, and let the peace of Christ, to which you are also called in one body, rule your hearts. Use the famous quote, what would Jesus do? Okay, if somebody approached Jesus crazy, he's not going to mess him with that energy. He's going to be cool, calm, and collected, get his point across, treat them very kind. Okay, I know it's hard, but it's possible. You always want to be the person who is showing peace in the situation. And I'm going to get into the importance of that a little bit later in this episode. Now, with that being said, I do want to point out that my life application Bible does say that living in harmony doesn't require us to agree on everything, but we must agree on the purpose of life. And if you ask me, the purpose of life is to show God's love and bring people to his kingdom. So, have you ever heard that saying of love a person, not their sin? Have you guys heard of that before? You can completely show someone living in sin, God's love. Jesus did it and he never judged them. He just loved them and his love rubbed off on them and they came to know him and see how magnificent he was, how much saving grace that he had. And they went over to be Christians. He wasn't afraid to go in those places. So if, if you approach someone that you feel is living rampant in sin, you can definitely show them God's love, like I said. And then through that love that you are displaying them, it can lead them to Christ where they're able to have an intimate experience slash relationship with God. And God will convict them on their sins and deal with them personally. It is not always for you to point out what their sins are. It's a such thing as personal conviction. There is no need to be nasty with people because Christ would never be nasty with people. He just would not do that. He would not do that. But with that being said, I do want to switch back over to the story, okay? So let's get back into David, Abigail, and Nabal's story. So Nabal's response to what David sent his men to tell him definitely did not match David's peaceful energy that he was giving off. Nabal's response was the exact reflection of what's stated in Psalm 120 verse 7 that says, I'm for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. Like Nabal was full of war. I'm telling you guys, Nabal did not match his energy. Nabal's response was, who is David? Who is Jesse's son? Many slaves these days are running away from their masters. Am I supposed to take my bread, my water, and my meat that I butchered? For my shears and give them to these men? I don't know where they are from. Now, how egotistical is Nabal's response? My, 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 I did this. Everything is his and no one else deserves what he has, especially someone he doesn't know, a stranger. Now, 
I'm going to stop the story again, and this is my next question of the episode. Do you approach people you don't know with the same attitude and treatment as someone that you do know? Are you the navel in this story? If so, that is not how you live in harmony. A stranger should be presented with the same attitude and the same treatment as someone that you know. Remember, the second greatest commandment is love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus, who is our example of how to live out this kingdom walk, he didn't treat people different because he didn't know them. He didn't do that at all. Or because he shouldn't like them. He didn't do that at all. Remember that many of the Jews were upset with Jesus because he hung out with people that they didn't deem worthy because of the many man-made laws that they had. Remember Matthew, who Jesus chose as one of his disciples, was a tax collector and the Jews couldn't stand him. Or we can even look at the woman at the well. The Jews didn't associate with Samaritans and she was a Samaritan woman, but yet Jesus approached that Samaritan woman first. He said something to her first. Jesus did not discriminate at all during his time on earth and we are not to discriminate in this world we are to live in harmony we are to reflect Christ I can give a personal example of being treated differently just because people didn't know me and I'm sad to say that this happened at church there has been a time where I have literally been talking to someone and people at the church approached that person said something to that person and said nothing to me didn't even acknowledge me it made me feel less than. Now, I'm not saying that person was a bad person. That's not what I'm saying. They probably just didn't know me. And they were more concerned with the person that I was talking to. But even in instances like that, you can miss someone or miss approaching someone to Christ just by ignoring them because you don't know them. And I've probably been guilty of it too. I am very shy. And when I walk into places, I normally am like distracted in my own thoughts or in my phone or focused on where I'm going that I have definitely not noticed people before. But that's not how we should be. We should be welcoming and we should treat strangers with the same, hey, how are you doing? How was your day? As we would someone that we know. So I encourage you, whenever you are presented with someone that you don't really know, a stranger, or someone you don't really like, you should still deal with them in love. You should still love your neighbor and not be the navel in the situation. Really reflect and ask yourself, am I the navel? Do I only do great things for people that I know? Really ask yourself that. So let's switch over back to the story. Picking up at 1 Samuel 25, verse 13. So David's young men, after Nabal says what he says, they go back to David and let him know, okay, this is what he said. So David responds, and he's like, okay, all of you put put on your swords. He's ready to go fight. So David takes about 400 men to head to Nabal. David wasn't playing. One thing about David, he wasn't playing. Now, back at Nabal's house, one of the young men who works for Nabal, they went to his wife, Abigail, and they told her what was going on. And he goes into detail on how kind David was to them while they were out there in the wilderness with him. This man had a a firsthand account of how kind David was to these people and how horrible Nabal is being to David. And so to quote scripture, it says the young man says, 
The men treated us very well. When we were in the field, we weren't harassed and nothing of ours was missing. The whole time we were living among them, they were a wall around us, both day and night. The entire time we were with them herding the sheep. David and his men were absolutely kind and they protected Nabal's young men. And we already know the response that Nabal gave. Remember, at the end of David's speech, he said, ask your men. Nabal didn't even do that. He didn't even care about that. And so Nabal's young man goes on to say, now consider carefully what you should do, because there is certain trouble to be for our master and his entire family. He is such a worthless fool. Nobody can talk to him. Don't be the worthless fool, y'all. Make sure people can talk to you. So after Abigail hears all of this, she comes up with her own plan. So she collects the following, 200 loaves of bread, two clay jars of wine, five butchered sheep, a bushel of roasted grain, a hundred clusters of raisins, and 200 cakes of pressed figs. She loads them on a donkey and she told her male servant to go ahead of her and she would be right behind him. But she kept all of this from Nabal. Smart lady, real smart lady. So after traveling, she finally runs into David. And then David is explaining his case. He's saying, I did all this nice stuff for him. And this man is being horrible to me. David even says, I guarded everything that belonged to this man, yet he paid me back evil for good. So then Abigail leaps off of the donkey and she kneels at David's feet. And she says the following. The guilt is mine, my Lord. Please let your servant speak to you directly. Listen to the words of your servant. My Lord should pay no attention to this worthless fool, Nabal, for he lives up to his name. His name means stupid and stupidity is all he knows. Hold on. <laughs> hold up. <laughs> she, went, she went in on him. Okay, hold on, Shay. Get it together. I, your servant, didn't see my Lord's young men whom you sent. Now, my Lord, as surely as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, it is the Lord who kept you from participating in bloodshed and avenging yourself by your own hand. May your enemies and those who intend to harm my Lord be like Nabal. Let this gift your servant has bought to my Lord be given to the young men who follow my Lord. Please forgive your servant's offense, for the Lord is certain to make a lasting dynasty for my Lord because he fights the Lord's battles. Throughout your life, may evil not be found in you. So after Abigail's speech, David responds to her by saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel who sent you to meet me today. May your discernment be blessed, and may you be blessed. Today you kept me from participating in bloodshed and avenging myself by my own hand. Then David accepted everything she said, and he said, go home in peace. See, I have heard what you said and have granted your request. So then Abigail goes home, and she lets her husband know everything that she had done. And after she shares this news, Nabal has a heart attack and dies. Right, right, gasp. The first time I read this, the story took me by complete surprise, the ending of the story. It caught me by complete surprise because I just did not expect that. But the man fell dead, okay? And I didn't even mention the fact that Abigail ended up marrying David. 
but I'm digressing. So the last question that I have for this episode is, so the last question I have for this episode is, when you see a situation about to escalate, are you the person trying to de-escalate the situation or are you the person trying to escalate the situation even further? Are you the Abigail in the story? Ask yourself. Now, being the Abigail is a good thing, but if you're not the Abigail, you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> so as a citizen in God's kingdom, when we see situations between people about to escalate, we should attempt to be peacemakers in that situation. We shouldn't be sitting there egging that person on, being like, yeah, girl, you should go, go tell them off. I, I wouldn't let them talk to me like that if I was you. Mm-mm. Wouldn't be me. If it works for you, it works for me. If you like it, I love it. That's not... <laughs> That's not who we should be, okay? That is not who we should be as kingdom citizens, okay? We should provide logical, Christ-led advice, okay? If Abigail didn't decide to de-escalate the situation between Nabal and David, David was headed to Nabal with 400 men. Nabal and his people, they were not going to survive. Thank God for Abigail's discernment, like David said. And you know the Lord was with them too? Oh, no, no way. Nabal and his men had no chance at all. But because Abigail had wisdom and discernment, she knew to step in and de-escalate the situation before things went completely south. As believers, we should know and have discernment and have the wisdom to step into situations and de-escalate them. Someone approaches you with mess, turn it around. Well, you know, we should really pray for them. Do you want to lead us in prayer right now? Turn that situation around if somebody comes to you like that. If someone comes to you saying, well, I really feel like I need to cheat on my husband. No, don't encourage that foolishness. Um, Sis, you are married. You are in a covenant with you, your husband, and God. What do you mean you want to cheat on your husband? That is the response that you should give. You should not encourage foolishness. You should not encourage escalation in situations. That's not what we should do. The seventh beatitude is blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called sons of God. Matthew 5 and 9. Can you truly categorize yourself as a peacemaker? That's what we should be striving to be, peacemakers. One of my favorite peacemaking stories from Jesus is when the scribes and Pharisees, they approached Jesus with a woman caught in adultery and they wanted to stone her. So Jesus is looking at them. He responds like, so the one without sin among you should be the first to throw a stone at her. He stands back and he waits for them to throw a stone. So of course, none of them were without sin. None of them could throw stones. And you know, the worst parts of the story is the man who she was committing adultery with was nowhere to be found. Why didn't you bring him too? But we already know how the scribes and Pharisees were and Jesus wasn't having it. Jesus was not having it. So once the men realized, you know, we are not without sin, they begin to leave one by one. But if Jesus had chose to feed into their craziness, that woman could have died and been stoned because he didn't deescalate the situation. But instead he did deescalate the situation and the woman was saved. And I'm sure that woman being saved was connected to so many other people following Christ after that. As soon as she left, she probably went and shared that word with people about how Christ de-escalated the situation and saved her and did not judge her. And other people 
said, hold up. Let me check out this Christ person that you're talking about. Let me check out this Jesus person that you're talking about. He did what? Can you imagine how many people came to Christ after that situation and her sharing it? Your de-escalation of a situation can lead people to Christ. That's one reason why it's so important to de-escalate situations. The other reason why it's so important to de-escalate situations is because your de-escalation can cause things to go completely different than they were supposed to go. And that's a good thing, especially if we're looking at cases like David and Nabal, because Nabal is about to get towed up by David and his people. So say you see two people that are feuding and you de-escalate that situation by providing that Christ-led advice to those people. It could introduce both of those people to Christ. And now both of those individuals have a relationship with Christ through seeing how you responded to the situation. Or we can even look at it from this situation. Say the person is coming to you completely crazy. Have you ever had somebody like approach you with completely crazy energy, like being completely mean for no reason? You can de-escalate the situation by not responding to their craziness, by not engaging in the negativity. You can be completely peaceful to them, completely nice to them, continue to show love to them. And eventually they will see Christ in you and will, one, Flee, because we know the enemy, if he sees Christ in you and he sees he cannot take you down, he is going to flee. Or two, they're going to go to Christ. They're going to be like, oh, okay, okay, sis, what makes you so happy? That's what they're going to do. I have an example. It's not my personal example, but I know my mama, she told me this story before. So she talked about how one of her coworkers, like she was always so mean to her. Absolutely no reason for being mean to her. She was just mean to her. She didn't have any reason to be mean. My mama never did anything to her. She was just a mean person. But my mama refused to be mean back to her. My mama was going to show her grace. My mama was going to be nice. She was going to show her love because she didn't have a reason to be mean to this lady. And the lady didn't have a reason to be mean to her. But just because the lady was being mean to her doesn't mean my mama's going to be mean to her. You know what I'm saying? But eventually the lady saw how kind and loving my mama was and The lady completely fell in love with my mama and they're friends now. The lady could not continue to be evil to my mom for no reason. People are going to recognize Christ in you. Always remember, you are a reflection of Christ in this world. Sometimes we are going to be the only Bible that people are presented to. Some people will never pick up that Bible. And we have to just be that reflection of who Christ is. Or some people will never walk to their church. So we have to be the reflection of what Christ is. So how you present yourself to the world means so much to the kingdom of God. Remember, Matthew 5 and 16 says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. So as you approach people in situations or you live out life dealing with situations Always approach slash deal with those things with a Christ approach and hopes to live in harmony and spread the word of God. So going back to the beginning of the lesson, when I wanted you guys to ask yourself which character that you would most reflect in the story. The two you want to reflect, of course, are the character of David and Abigail. You want to be peaceful and you also want to be peace makers that's what it means to live in harmony doesn't mean that you always agree on things it just means that you're going to bring peace to a situation and you're going to be a peacemaker 
But if you happen to identify more enable, that can be corrected. It's no judgment over here. I've been enabled before in situations. I know I have. But the beauty in God is he presents conviction through messages like this to where you can repent and ask for forgiveness and you're no longer that enable person. He transforms you from the inside so you can become a better person. So if you happen to be that person who has a little enable-like experience, I want to pray for you so you can get rid of that spirit and also lead with peace and lead in peacemaking. So let's take a moment and bow our heads for all of those people. Father God, first, I want to thank you for this message once again. I thank you for showing us the example of how to be peaceful and how to be peacemakers. I pray, Lord, that every person out there that has a little navel in them, that they can give that spirit over to you so you can cleanse it and purify it and they can become more like David and they become more like Abigail. We need more peacemakers in this world. We need people who are going to de-escalate situations because in the environment and the world that we live in, there's so many people just trying to escalate situations and make things worse and just a whole lot of evil in the world. And we know that with your peace, evil can be turned to greatness. And we believe that you can do that, Lord. I just pray that you go into them. All of those evil spirits are let out and they are filled with your peace. They are filled with your grace. And I pray, Lord, that they become more like you. They learn of your characteristics. They learn of who you are and how they can act more like you. And I pray that as they go out into this world, that people see you in them. I pray that they can remember as they approach situations that people are looking at them and they can introduce someone to Christ just by their reactions, just by their actions. We know, Lord, that being a disciple is more than just words. It's all actions. And so we just ask, Lord, that you send Holy Spirit to us to lead and guide us in how we should act. And, Lord, we believe it is all done in your name, in Jesus' name. Amen. So while we're in this posture, I want to go ahead and offer someone out there the opportunity to become reborn. Now, I say reborn because in John chapter 3, verse 3, it says, Truly I tell you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And to become reborn is to simply believe in Jesus and accept him as your Lord and Savior. Just that simple. You may be that person that's saying, I can never be peacemaker. I can never have peace. I don't even know God. I don't even know Jesus. But right now is the opportunity for you to get to know Jesus and accept him as your Savior. It's actually very simple. All you have to do is repeat this very short prayer after me. So say, Lord Jesus, I know without you, I am lost. Today, I make the decision to make you the Lord of my life. Thank you for forgiving and delivering me from sin. I give you the throne of my heart to lead and guide me in the way that I should go. In Jesus' name, amen. And just like that, you are now a part of the kingdom of God. You have been saved and you can now have an intimate, personal relationship with God. Congratulations. So if you did repeat that prayer after me, 
I have a couple essentials that I think that you should complete. So the first thing is going to be connect with the Bible teaching church. Churches are going to be so essential in your walk. You're going to have a pastor who's going to shepherd up your life. And you're also going to have a fellowship community who is going to live life out with you. And then the second essential I think that you should do is purchase the Rebound Workbook that is available on my website. That Rebound Workbook is going to give you a lot of tips and tricks on how this Rebound life works out, what it looks like, and what to expect. So definitely check that out. And then the third essential that I think you should do is continue to listen to Obedience Podcast. Listening to God's word, reading God's word is so essential in your walk because it allows you to hear God. It allows you to get closer to God and it allows you to get to know him more. So definitely do all three of those things. <laughs> so with that being said, that is all that I have for today's episode. Before getting out of here, I do have two questions that I have every single episode. So what was your key takeaway? And also, did you learn anything new? If you watch it on YouTube, you can comment down below in the comment section. And if you listen on the Spotify app, you can answer in the Q&A section. I'd love to hear from you guys. So please do not hesitate to reach out and let me know what you learned or what your key takeaway was. And then I have to give a very special shout out to everyone who is watching the YouTube premiere right now. I see you. We see each other. Thank you so much for spending time with me on this Tuesday evening. It's such an honor. I love talking to you all as the episode is premiering. If you want to be a part of the YouTube premiere family, I do premiere the episode on my YouTube channel at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time every single Tuesday. So definitely click the link in the show notes to make sure you are subscribed and hit that bell notification so you know when we are going live or when we are premiering. And then I have to give a very special shout out to my Patreon family. Thank you guys so much for soaring into the ministry over and above. It means the world to me and my team. And of course, God loves it too because you are helping a ministry that he promotes. So if you guys don't know, I do have a Patreon where I have four different tiers. So you can click the link in the show notes below to check out the Patreon and decide which tier works best for you. There's behind the scenes content. There's additional videos. There's a lot over there. And all the proceeds go to helping the ministry grow. And then last but not least, I want to give a special shout out to everyone who listens to the podcast on the podcast and platforms. I do appreciate you guys. And I like to hear from you. So go to my Instagram page, Obedience Podcast, and comment on the last post that you see on the page, a boat. So I know that you are a listener and I can give you a special shout out and I can put a face to the listen. I enjoy everyone who spends time listening to this podcast and I just thank you for allowing me to live out my dreams so before we get out of here I want y'all to be sure to share this video with five of your friends it's so essential to share this word so people know how to live in harmony aren't you tired of being in places where you can just tell it's not harmony there the energy is just off so definitely share this episode with five of your friends so they can learn how to live in harmony and then do not forget testimony tuesdays if you want to be featured on the podcast click the link below to fill out the testimony tuesday form and we can get the interviews rolling and don't forget if you do have any high low moments that you can submit those to us all the information is down below in the show notes so before i get out of here i do want to give you guys your homework let me pull it up over here so your homework for next week is going to be to read Psalm 122. So that is what we're going to be talking about next week, Psalm 122. So definitely do your homework and be ready for next week. 
So with that being said, that is all that I have. So I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here. I pray that this episode found you blessed and I pray that it left you even more blessed. But in the meantime, in between time, as always, be obedient and I will see y'all next week. Ciao.